Hi, everyone. I'm Anita Lustria, and for many years I did live radio. Then I transitioned to the podcast world where I feel I found my home. I love talking about spiritual formation, justice issues, and spiritual practices. Throw in the Enneagram, movies, and current events from time to time, and that's what you get on the podcast. I'm glad you've come along for the ride. Welcome to Faith Conversations. Welcome to Faith Conversations, everyone. I promised you another Conversation Group podcast, but I know it's been weeks and weeks <laughs> since I promised that. But um, we're going to have a Conversation Group today on the podcast with two good friends of mine. I'm excited to have Melinda Schmidt and Michelle Van Loon back on the podcast. Melinda and I co-hosted a radio show for many, many years together. And Michelle has been on the podcast um, doing conversation group type podcasts, but also because of the various books that she's written. Her latest is titled Translating the Past, Your Past. Is it the or your? Your. So Thank you. Translating your past. That's right. <laughs> Not just the past. <laughs> yes. Um, and so I thank you to both of you for joining me for um, a podcast today and welcome to both of you. Any, any chance I get to talk with you too is a great chance. Yes. <laughs> hey, I'm with you. I am so with it. Just sitting here waiting for your faces to pop up on Zoom. I was all excited. So mm -hmm. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> and I, and hey, I got to see Michelle twice today. So that's oh, good. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's <true>. funny. <laughs> once at your house and once on Zoom. Once. Yeah. Uh, that's right. Once in person, once on Zoom. And, and, and she actually was at my house twice once without me because oh, yeah, that's right. I didn't even uh, have to pick up that. my husband, Mike from cataract surgery because it kept getting pushed back and I had another appointment and wow, makes you glad for friendly neighbors. Thank you, Michelle. Friends. <laughs> you know, we don't neighbors. even, <laughs> we don't even need a topic today. Let's just talk about what your day's been like over there. <laughs> where you live. Well, <laughs> a little crazy. A and, hurricane and... coming our way, but oh, whatever. Yeah. Michelle, right. Michelle's getting ready to fly out of town with her husband to visit family and they're hoping to fly out of town. Now this is me. This is me and Michelle. So me, the eternal optimist, Michelle, the <laughs> at the ready pessimist. <laughs> and so for her, it's a hurricane for me. I'm keep saying tropical storm. <laughs> so it's, it's entering Florida over on the East coast, not our coast as a hurricane, but then it will turn into a tropical storm, but you keep calling it a hurricane though right? Yeah. Because yeah, you just never know. Is, is, is it a hurricane? Well, it is now. Like right now, as we're talking and taping, it's swirling around like a dervish out there in the Atlantic, heading toward Florida, the east coast of Florida. We live on the west coast of Florida, but it's not really all that far away from the east coast of Florida. <laughs> but our weather report is um, tropical storm warning as opposed to hurricane warning. So this is me. I'm like, yeah, that's nothing. You know, that's yeah. Well, here's the deal. Seen. It remains to be seen. That's right. This is supposed to happen tomorrow. So tomorrow, this time, you'll have your answer. You two yes, should place bet. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Too yes, funny. Indeed. Wow. 
<laughs> well, you know, the, the point of conversation group is that everyone comes bearing a question for the group to discuss. You know, we've already had our mini discussion first here, but we're going to launch in <laughs> to the other discussion. And um, I'm going to throw my question out first, a little bit, kind of a fun one, a little bit lighter. So um, what TV show or movie do you watch over and over and why? Hmm. That's what I want to know. Oh, okay, yeah. I'm dying to hear what Michelle has to say. Oh, I, I'm curious too. <laughs> All right. Well, this <laughs> may not surprise the two of you, and it may not even surprise a few of your listeners. I'd be interested to hear if any of these picks are on your list yeah. of comfort viewing reviewing um tv series um seinfeld i can watch any episode <laughs> from any season even though i've seen it dozens of times and most of them still make me laugh some of them are a little cringy because yes yes um societal rules have mercifully changed and yes. the way that we understand some of the jokes that they made have changed but mostly it's just comfort i the characters are so self-absorbed and familiar and hilarious <laughs> so <laughs> um we have rewatched 30 rock as well um which is um was made in this millennium but um, even some of those old episodes have some a little bit of cringe-inducing uh, humor. But okay. um, I'm a Tina Fey fan, and so I really enjoy her her take on things. And last night, um, as as we're taping this, it's the day after the midterm elections. My husband and I watched one of his favorite movies. We've seen it many, many times. Legally Blonde. And oh, really? <laughs> I would never that's guess that. See, that's I'm telling you, but he's like, I just love this movie. It's a guilty pleasure. I said, no need to feel guilty about this movie. It's so fun. And <laughs> oh, that's what hilarious. are a couple of your favorite moments from the movie? From oh, for um, <laughs> he just loves the way that she walks, and she's so good natured. But her kind of runway strut and her over-the-top portrayal is just, um, Reese Witherspoon is the, the person who stars in this movie. If you've never seen it, it's just a really fun movie. And it was a great thing to watch instead of the the first couple of hours of election yes. returns Amen last to that. So Yes. Oh, how fun. Wow. I just wrote that down. I, it makes me want to go watch it for sure. Oh, I have one more. Oh, and good. Good. Anything from the John Hughes um, collection of mid 1980s movies like Pretty in Pink, speaking of pink things, which Legally Blonde features yes, a lot true. of pink. A lot of pink. <laughs> um, um, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Um, Breakfast Club, which is actually one of my very favorite movies, um, which <laughs> I, you're getting a whole personality type wow. from me. So that's those are my answers. No wow. matter how many times I see them and how how cringy sometimes some of the humor 
reads in the year of our Lord 2022, um, there's still uh, fun and enjoyable and they tap into just all kinds of smiles and good memories. So I have a question, Michelle. Um, John Hughes movies, I always associate with the North Shore of Chicago. Yep. Where you kind of grew up. Is there any kind of affinity there? Yeah. Oh, definitely. It definitely being able to look at some of the the exterior shots. True. The places as they were driving around this town or that town. I know where that is. I know where that is. That's that's really fun. Yeah, I agree. (laughs) Okay, that's good. Cool. Wow. I have to say, though, I expected some bizarre sci-fi thing coming out of you. <laughs> and Bill. Other than Mystery Science Theater 3000, which is a very niche kind of um, bit of viewing that is beloved in my family, um, <laughs> that that would be kind of the weird off the wall choice. But those are, if you're going to ask me for my go-to list, those are my go-tos. Wow. Cool. Uh, yeah. You, you, what about uh, you guys? Uh, yeah. Melinda, what, uh, what about you? Oh, okay. Um, well, Wizard of Oz as a kid, oh, yeah. um, I don't know. I was so frightened when the monkeys were dragging everybody, you know, tearing apart the straw guy and, all taking Dorothy and all of that. And, um, you know, and then Dorothy had to, had to, her toe to toe, I should say with that green, witch, Mm -hmm. frightened me like crazy. But for some reason, my favorite movie, like way into college, I just loved that movie. Maybe it's hopeful Mm -hmm. or something. Well, the song, Uh, I mean, it's it's a lot of things. Oh yeah. It's a very favorite song of mine. So I, you know, obviously we, we equate that with the movie. She sings it and yeah. it's a pivotal yeah. moment, but to everything else you said though, the scary stuff, it's funny how that movie is a favorite of a lot of people who even who watched it as a kid, even though there was all that scary stuff. Cause there is all that. Yeah. 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 Hmm. yeah. Uh, but Glinda. Oh, yes. Time she was on there. Yes. Um, yeah. Okay. But I have two favorite movies. I watch over and over. Both directed by Nancy Myers. That should clue you in right away that I like movies with a bow on top at the end. Right there. I don't even know who. So I didn't know John Hughes or Nancy Myers. I couldn't tell you who directs movies that I'm going to tell you. I like this is hilarious to me. Like what? (laughs) For a while, there were these directors that just pumped out movies in the 90s and early 2000s out of their genre. You know, and those were two of them for sure. Mm -hmm. Sidney Pollack was another with Tootsie and other ones. I loved Tootsie. Didn't know the names. Oh, so I'm so Nancy Myers. So what are the movies? Yeah. So, well, the first one is um, Something's Gotta Give, 2003 with Diane Keaton and Jack Nicholson. I love uh, it. It is the only Jack Nicholson movie I have ever seen. Oh, okay. Uh, also, Nancy gets these great casts together. Uh, Keanu oh. Reeves is in that, Amanda Peet, Francis McDormand, John Favreau, Paul Michael Glaser, and others. And it's kind of this coming of age for midlifers movie. Yeah. And then there's this transformation of Jack Nicholson from this character who, you know, has to face into this huge ego. And he's trying to be like he's 30 years old and he's about 60 something. And he learns that having loving relationships in his life is far more satisfying and valuable. And I just think Diane Keaton's the cutest mm-hmm. thing. 
Mm-hmm. She's on Earth with her pretty darn beige sweaters yes. or her turtlenecks. Her turtlenecks. Yes, I love it. <laughs> what did you say, Michelle? She's adorable. Yeah, yeah. So uh-huh. I like her in just about anything because she's pretty funny. Um, so that's one. I think I just like that coming of age in older adulthood kind of theme. And then the second one is the holiday, 2006, three years later. That's with uh, what a cast. Well, just this group of people, Cameron Diaz. Is that the one with uh, Queen Latifah in it? No. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> uh, Jude Law, Kate Winslet, Jack Black, <laughs> Rufus Sewell, the late Eli Wallach, John Krasinski's in it. He'd only been on The really? Office for a year. Wow. Catherine Hahn, Ed Burns, the late Shelley Berman, Hal Douglas, that great uh, voiceover guy and movie trailer guy, wow. who they incorporate into the movie. Uh, the late Bill Macy, who used to be on Maud, a little yeah. snippet of James Franco and Lindsay Lohan that Nancy Myers talked into doing this fake movie trailer. <laughs> and um, then Dustin Hoffman in a blockbuster store picking a movie. And the story goes that he was just wandering on set and she wrote him into the movie. Oh. So <laughs> it's another Nancy Myers movie wow. with a bow on top. And you have Cameron Diaz, who is now is in her own beige outfits just like you know diane keaton and the other she's just shimmering and it's kind of a 30 something coming of age movie and you know they're all trying to find love in southern california or the um, countryside of london so i don't know why i i'm sure it has nothing to do with jude law whatsoever (laughs) 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 um but a fabulous wallach for you Oh, I loved Eli Wallach. <laughs> and, you know, he talks in the movie about the old days. And he's with Shelley Berman. Shelley and, Berman. Oh and they're all reminiscing like like you would think they would at some diner in L.A. or Burbank, you know. So um, I loved that he got that role wow. in before he passed away. Wow. Fabulous soundtrack by Hans Zimmer, who I think Hans Zimmer is just fabulous. Mm-hmm. Um, the soundtrack just really makes me smile. And I used to play it over and over when I used to craft back in our former home. Wow. And I would just have that on repeat. So I don't know. I think both both of those uh, movies just kind of shimmer for me. And they're bow on top. And I like the comedy and the romance and the escape. <laughs> Can I just say I'm like out of my league with the two of you? Oh, I don't know. You're what? mentioning what? all what of these people. Who was the Zimmer? Who who was this? I'm Zimmer. Zimmer. Like, oh. I have no idea who you're talking about. A bunch of these names. I have. I do not even know who they are. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm sitting here going, uh, and the and the directors and the, like what? <laughs> I have well, no Hans, idea. <laughs> Hans did a lot. Of, he's done a lot of movie soundtracks along with oh, how do you, Enrico Marconi. Is that it? Who did the oh, mission? Oh, Enrique. Enrique. He's Marconi another one. Okay. Yeah. Oh, see, yeah. another you know one. That one. <laughs> I did. I well, uh, because a former coworker, Steve Wick, a musician and former producer that um, Linda and I worked with, introduced me to that. Would use that soundtrack for underneath some you know production bits and whatnot. I mean, it's a great soundtrack. I wouldn't have known it otherwise. Mike is much more, he's the movie guy and he's introduced me to a lot of movies that I would not have watched probably. Mm-hmm. So I should have been hanging around you two, obviously. 
Well, what what tell us your movie or TV shows? Well, I'm curious if you before you finish, Melinda, if you have any TV shows that um, series or anything. I mean, you might not. I'm just curious if you do, though. Not really. Okay. You know, back in the day, thorn birds and roots and all of that. You know, when they had those series and those, those kind were of things, big, yeah. right? For a yeah. while, yeah. But I'd rewatch those, but not now. No, I'm not too much of a TV watcher. Okay. All right. Well, my stuff all of a sudden feels really rinky dink here. Oh, come <laughs> on. There's, there's no, no judgment zone. No, Anita. Thank goodness. Right. Thank you. Just be vulnerable. <laughs> this was yeah. so interesting to me to hear yours. So mine, well, first of all, um, if you had asked me this 10 years ago, I rarely rewatched anything. Once was enough. Mm-hmm. And then, or maybe 20 years ago, because my kids are going to be 30. And of course you have a kid and then you rewatch everything with them because they want to watch things a million times until you're honestly so bored. You can't, you know, you prop your eyes open with toothpicks to stay awake while you watch with them. So anyway, um, the ones that I, that um, I would say Mike and I have rewatched this one. I don't know how many times it's, a, it was a little independent film called The Way. Um, it's, uh, uh, the pilgrimage it's got, it stars Martin Sheen and it's movie. on the, the Camino de Santiago. Oh, and I would watch that again. And that was great. We watch it, um, with some frequency. Interesting. Um, I really, yeah, there's just something about it and, and the community that you built. Okay. So it's about the the community that you find on a pilgrim. It's also about being on a pilgrimage and it was very unexpected. He went to find the story out about his son who had passed away while on the Camino. And that doesn't take away from anything you, you know, watching the the movie. That's, it's not really a spoiler necessarily. So, um, and, and he just wanted to figure out what happened and go home, but he ends up, walking further and further and meeting people on the Camino and finding out why younger people wanted to walk the Camino, like the age of his son. And then he met older people and, you know, he met this really wide cross section of people that wanted to walk, do this pilgrimage for a variety of reasons. And he, over the course of walking it, you know, developed kind of his own reason and also found community on the way. And so I think there are, there are a lot of themes that um, probably uh, that, that um, light my, that hit my hot button for sure. Yeah. So I love Do that. you want to walk the El Camino? Oh, I have wanted to forever. I don't think, um, I don't think it's in my future. Once upon a time, I thought it was, I don't think it is now, but you know what? Life's not over. So That's right. <laughs> never say never. Um and the, the other one, I, I watch this annually, usually not more than annually, but The Sound of Music. Oh, um, yeah. Absolutely love it. Um, felt like even there were some parallels to our current journey in recent years uh, globally. And um, yes, I just, I never get tired of that movie. The music, of course, and the storyline, both. It's just a wonderful marriage of both. 
Uh, and then I realized that I can get into um, I can get into the science fiction genre, Melinda. I ah. love the more recent Star Trek movies, and I have watched those myself. The ones with Chris Pine, um, oh, out of I think out of darkness. What's I can't think of the most recent one's name, but um, I any of those that come out, I will watch and have loved those and I can still rewatch and love the Jurassic Park movies except for the more oh. recent ones that were really like oh please the most uh, Jurassic World uh come on no the, but those original three like the first ones <laughs> yeah the original three yeah but you know what it was about the first one um this new technology and when you first see the dinosaur come over come up that hill it is a gasp worthy Sight. It is so realistic. And it was one of the first times that that movie technology was used. And it oh, is cool. still unbelievable when you first see that dinosaur. You are not, especially the very first time you ever see the movie, you are not expecting that um, and to look so real. So I love the trilogy and they could have quit. They should have quit then. <laughs> That's what I would say. Um yeah, um, so back those... the movie opens that open of Sound of Music. Oh yeah, isn't that incredible when they yes. zoom up on that hit? Yes. Oh, there she yes. is. Yes, that's and pretty no... incredible for the times. Like yes. now, they would use a drone, and it would be right. no big deal, right? But, but then, then, I mean, you can see the 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 grass, the, the wind. You can see it. Chopper yeah. blades. Yeah, and that's part of what I love about it. Yes, is same. Because you sense they're up there yeah. in that high, high altitude and she's yeah. spinning around and she's singing in her beautiful Julie Andrews voice. And yes. And so do you feel like you, you just want to go into heaven like that? Like, I don't know. Yeah. See God or yes. heaven or something. Oh, and, and then just watching her journey too, not being sure, you know, mm-hmm. which path to take mm-hmm. and that either were good paths mm-hmm. um but and and having help along the way you know her time at the convent and talking with the reverend mother and helping to kind of um shape her path and it was it was just i was it was it is a beautiful movie yeah and her being bullied by another woman mm-hmm. but finding wisdom in another tribe of women yeah yes yes yeah it's interesting these transformation stories although stuck yes. in my head right now is reese witherspoon doing the el camino <laughs> that's <laughs> joggers or leggings that's really funny in one well, of those pink outfits <laughs> yeah that's great um i did want to mention one of the only television series that i have rewatched. um there, there i think there are i think there maybe are only two um i have rewatched seinfeld and just laughed hysterically and needed it. I think Mike and I rewatched most of it during COVID and it was just really great to watch then and, and just some good laughter. Um, but I watched when I was recovering from something, I don't know. I can't remember what recovering from something. I rewatched the best British baking show all seasons. And I, I loved, loved it just as much as the first time through. I really did. It felt like it, it's like a comfort show somehow. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Mm-hmm. That's a nice relaxing show. Yeah. yeah. 
So that's, those are mine. <laughs> All right. Fun. Oh, that was fun. I've gotten some good ideas from the two of you to go watch now. <laughs> that's good stuff. Well, Michelle, why don't we launch into your question? Yes, because this is a perfect transition, not <laughs> something a little bit more serious. So the the quote that I found was from the late Ellie Wiesel, who was, um, oh, he won the Nobel Prize and he was a concentration camp survivor and taught in um, humanities and philosophy um, here in the United States after World War II when he made his way here. Um, and he's written a ton of things, very provocative um, writings based on um, how do you maintain your humanity when you're in horrible, inhumane situations? Mm -hmm. So he said, just as man cannot live without dreams, he cannot live without hope. If dreams reflect the past, Hope summons the future. And so when I ran across that quote, because I love brilliant quotes, I'm always mining the corners of the internet for, for things that get me to think and hopefully help others think too. And it, it made me wonder not only what am I hopeful about, but do you find it easier or more difficult to hope as you get older and why? So those that's kind of my bundle of questions because I can never just stop at one I want to know what you think well yeah I I think um for, I I began as I knew that we were going to be having this conversation by thinking about things that actually are giving me hope right now mm -hmm. and I was doing this thinking as we're running up to the midterms and the election and you could almost feel both hope and fear kind of in the ether everywhere that you go. You know, people were thinking about it and there's a million yard signs and all the ads. And I'm like, no, politics doesn't give me hope. But people that create things, especially people that create beautiful things, that to me is like, kind of what hope looks like it's like sowing really great seed out into the world that will take root in others I have a son who's an artist and I see that even if he doesn't always tap into that I see that just in the process of what it takes to make something whether it's a greeting card whether it's a beautiful meal whether it's a piece of public art, like a sculpture, whether it is just anybody that creates something is saying by the very act of creation, even if it's a very shocking um, thing or a sad thing or a bit of social commentary, a poem, whatever, it it's a voice that votes in some kind of hope, even if it's full of lament. Lament carries hope. So that was one thing. I think it's harder to hope as we get older, our window for um, kind of being able to feel like we're going to be a part of the story that we're hoping for starts to close. Um, but 
my hope in some ways, I feel like I've gained a sense of what it is to be anchored in hope in God that goes beyond the circumstances that I'm experiencing. I feel that more profoundly as I've gotten into my 60s. Um, so that's maybe a sign of growth, um, that it's not tied to a situation or to a trip or to a happy ending. So hmm. I was what thinking about you of, um, I was thinking of uh, that quote, um, beauty will save the world. Yes. Dostoevsky, you know, but it, it's hard for me to translate it, it. That sounds like a really lovely thought. Yeah. But when we want to have hope in the midst of all that we're facing right now, I, I sense you say saying, Michelle, we have to step outside of that circle of reality. Mm-hmm. And it almost like going into, into space, you know, you think of all the James Webb pictures now from the telescope and, mm-hmm. and seeing someplace else and drawing strength from what, mm-hmm. like you said, it takes, it takes a lot of thought and energy and persistence to create mm-hmm. like, like your son and, and finding hope that people persevere. I don't know what exactly. Yeah, I, creation I think, is a hopeful act. God Himself, yeah, in the act of yeah. creation, and, and and He, you know, had a little bit of an idea about how things were going to go, and He still They'll created. Yeah, mm-hmm. He still spoke us into life, spoke everything around us into being, and um, that's being outside of that and being able to find hope that is beyond what we can see and feel in our material world. It, it takes some, some doing. Um, it doesn't come easy to me. Anita knows I'm not a hopeful person <laughs> by nature at all. So what about um, you, Anita? Well, I, I was thinking of you talking about creating and um, you know, there's, there, there's that act of creating as you talk about your son being the artist. And I, I was thinking of viewing or listening um, to someone who has created. And there's something about, I found myself going back a couple of times to see a specific art installation at a museum here in Sarasota that was a small installation, but there's something about it that every time I went and looked at it, it um, instilled some awe and joy and beauty. And I hadn't thought about that, that hope was a piece of that picture, Mm -hmm. but I believe that that was a piece of it as well. And I, I love thinking about it in that way. Um, I don't know if I thought about uh, hope being a, but, but hearing you talk about it, I can now see um, how hope is definitely actually a part of the act of creation. I loved how you took it back to creation and the God of creation. That really got me thinking a little bit differently. Um, and I love that. I, I do think it's harder the older I get, but I think for me, it's because I've maybe become more realistic and gotten in touch with some truer things about myself and my world. And so maybe that's a piece of it that's uh, as opposed to less years left or whatever. I don't, you know, I'm not, I think it's a, 
a view of reality. And yet I really desire to possess hope for Mm -hmm. my son, for his generation, for who is coming behind. And I I think I, I carry some hope there for others. I don't know. I'm, I, I thought this was a really good question. And I think that quote is really interesting. One other thing that um, I found, um, we who live here in this part of Florida survived a pretty bad hurricane, not not the one that's coming our way this evening. But a few weeks ago, yeah. we we survived Hurricane Ian. And another thing that gave me hope was seeing people kind of rise to be the best of themselves. Yes. And people say this after every disaster, um, you know, people showing up with food, people showing up to help, people doing small things and big things, and it all counts. And mm-hmm. Mr. Rogers told us to look for the helpers, but he was saying that to us grownups also to be able to say, there is hope in every single one of these acts is a way of beating back the dark selves. Amen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well said. Yeah. Yeah. And more, and more, there's more there here on in this quote and these thoughts, there's more to think about. It's, you know, you kind of want to hit the pause button and sit with a little, a little bit and think further. So I appreciate that. I'm going to, put this quote in the show notes so people can read it and, and think about it as well themselves. Hmm. Um, when I was thinking about this, I thought what challenges hope for me is the accumulation of griefs and losses. Yeah. And the equation kind of goes losses plus griefs equals disorientation hmm. and that I no longer feel invincible. And, you know, in our youth, we're like, sure, you know, we, we can do anything, you know, we, we can get the job, get the partner, you know, have kids. If we choose to have them, we have a history of achievement by Mm -hmm. the time we get into this stage of life, achieve, achieve, achieve. And then all of a sudden, uh, at some point we seem to cross this line and we get slammed by these losses and griefs. And we realize we can't make things happen the way that we want them to, or the way that they used to. And, you know, that happens when, you know, there's a death of someone we love, the death of a job, the death of a marriage, maybe health changes, a pet dies, you know, suddenly there are minus signs in the equation. It's not plus, plus, plus. And I found a verse in Romans 15, 13, the context is um, looking back at scripture in Deuteronomy, the Psalms and Isaiah, where God was declaring that non-Jewish people would be able to find their hope in God. What a wonderful promise. It reads like this in Romans, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. And I thought that was uh, really a different kind of invitation. I didn't even think of forming an equation about that, but Um, a hope that we choose when we step out and hope and trust in God and trust in God is a whole other topic we could, we could talk about. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) maybe for another time. But I'm struck 
that Paul uses the language God of hope and then says to his friends that are reading his letter that he prays that they overflow with the hope that God has given them. So Mm -hmm. it's, it's not, um, it's hard to beat hope out of grief, you know, and just kind of flog, flog a hard life and say, I'm just going to hope anyway. Sometimes it's just a posture of being able to say, I need to receive hope, Lord. I just, I, I have no capacity to carry hope. And that is, that's a, a good place to start when it, you don't feel much hope. And I don't. Well, so. and that phrase, uh, as you trust in God and yeah, trust how to trust, you know, it, it doesn't mean that our wishes and dreams will come true. Right. We try. It's, it's a whole new open door, you know, to, to something else. I have um, someone I know recently said the formulas of Proverbs Mm-hmm. Our prescriptions of how life works. Do this, and then that will happen. It's followed by Ecclesiastes, which says, in effect, not really. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Yeah. That's, not really. And, and, well, you know, you you can't say that to people in the younger years, but no, you can well, say right. it when you get older. <laughs> right. But I think it also speaks to um, the importance of developing and having community. Because when we are unable to hold on to hope, often, you know, that the one of the powers of community is people around us can or will do that mm-hmm. for us Very until good. we can do it once again for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, so I yeah. think that's that points to that, the, the importance of, of community. Um, again. Good. Yeah. Mm. Good question. Yeah, for sure. Well, let's let's turn the tide again here to a little different kind of question. We're kind of we sandwiched the uh, the uh, meaty question in in the middle of or the buzzkill question. <laughs> oh no! Ironically. Not at all. No, 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 not at all. That was really Talking good about hope. How can good that stuff. be a buzzkill? But no. <laughs> that was good. Yeah, Melinda, what did you bring with you? What question? Well, I I came on something um, last week. It was. A wish list for Christmas gifts. Uh, Marsha Ramsland, who used to be on Midday Connection, organizing pro, she had this little list. She asked people, you know, what what would you write down that you would like for yourself for Christmas? But um, I just got thinking about Oprah's Christmas list. Oh, yeah. Remember that. And I thought, what would be some gifts we would suggest for others for Christmas 2022 or some things that we're at kind of coming at the end of the year and we're like, Oh, I, I really used those a lot or they meant a lot to me, or I kind of couldn't do life without those things yet. So um, I'm curious. I wrote like about several things. So what anyway, I'm it's my turn to say our favorite things or meaningful things. Yeah. I would love to hear yours to start, yeah. start us off with yours. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, okay. First of all, I had two books. Um, Joyce Rupp's Anchors for the Soul, Daily Wisdom for Inspiration and Guidance. I think, Anita, you're going to post links to these um, in your show notes. Yeah, that book to me, like, even if I'm not reading it on the day of, I can just look at a topic in the back. And uh, this year I was in February a lot. (laughs) (laughs) But um, I love her accumulated wisdom 
as a Servite in Iowa, and she's such a humble, compassionate writer and wise. And it's a compilation of her uh, writings in different books. I know, Anita, you've had her on the program on podcast a couple of times. Here. And I, I love and I love anchors for the soul. I've used so many of those as prayers with spiritual direction clients or in my the class I teach at church. I love anchors for the soul so much. I actually used one of hers for the prayer this past Tuesday in the class that I taught. Um, so oh. good. Yeah. yeah. You I, can't go wrong I with any of her books. Yeah, I think so too. The other one is the one I'm holding up, of course, reads backwards for you guys. Um, it's Dr. Jennifer High's book, Move the Body, Heal the Mind, mm-hmm. Overcome Anxiety, Depression, Dementia, and Improve Focus, Creativity, and Sleep. Oh, wow. Promise. that title. There is. Yeah. And I bought it. Um, I think more and more people I'm hearing from or talking with are really struggling to recover from the last few years. And anxiety is a big topic. I know I've had a lot more since we've been on the move, Dave and I, the last couple of years. And um, I just loved um, this book and that it's kind of gotten me to exercise again, which doesn't take very long and I don't have to go to a gym. And um, it's just, I think the, the, bo- the body and mind connection. Mm-hmm. And how we are meant to move, to diffuse things and detach from things and to regain energy and to sleep better. So that would be on my list. And nice. and then there were two wellness products I like. Two, um, say that again, two what? Two wellness products. Ah, okay. Wellness. Yep. Yeah. I, I live in California. It's a thing here. <laughs> <laughs> wellness, two products. So one is the Love Wellness Bye Bye Bloat Pills. This is a great stopping stocking stuffer. I'm not kidding you. Wow. They're digestive bye enzymes. Bye you take two. <laughs> you can buy them at Target, Ulta, or on Amazon. These things will help you digest just about anything. So um, they make my list of for wellness product. And, and the I, second I, one is the wait, Nimbus. Now, I just need to interject. And Melinda does not receive a commission from any of this. <laughs> I wish. You I know, right? Should, though. <laughs> I know. Okay, I what's the be second? On the, one? Um, you know, those those cell stuff. Okay, the Nimbus toothbrush. N I M B U S extra soft. I got one at the dentist this year. The thing is like none other and I'm, you know, toothbrush is something we use twice a day, right? Yeah, so yeah. It's like, you know, our hairstylist or anything else that we do that we wear every day, our sheets that we sleep in. It is fantastic. So I highly recommend that. Wow. And then I have two other things. Okay. <laughs> uh, one is jewelry. This is an Etsy site. Um, Katie lives in Tehachapi, to California. It's north of me. Um, it's called the Leather Knot. One word, capital T, capital L, capital K, the Leather Knot. She is somebody I've met on Etsy. She has such a sweet story of um, kind of losing hope in life in some ways, but regaining it and finding her peace back home in Tehachapi, California, um, creating <laughs> leather things and metal things and gemstones, beautiful um, necklaces 
things. And oh. I got onto her because I had some bracelets custom made. I can't wait. I love leather, metal, and stones. Like not gemstones, but stone, you know, like. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, oh, I can't wait. And I'll post the link. Yeah. And she has some lovely things. She um, moved back back home there with her, um, to her family, with her kids. And she has been a delight to chat with. So um, I guess it's the whole picture. You know, today is about community, right? You just don't buy something. You have a community around something. And, um, you know, we have prayed for each other and um, interacted together and then maybe not talked for a while and pick it up again. But her work is so beautiful. And I just ordered some things and I was happy to do so. So if you're ordering for Christmas, an idea. Okay, here's my last one. And it's a spiritual practice. Oh, okay. Okay. If you did not grow up Catholic or Anglican in your faith tradition, or maybe you had zero tradition. Um, this may sound uh, something unknown to you or unfamiliar. It's it's prayer beads. Yes. Yes. How to pray using prayer beads. And I got onto these a few years ago. I got onto, I think it's the sacred, a sacred journey website. And I bought some Mm-hmm. And I picked them up back and forth over the years, but I have really appreciated using them um, this this year. And um, Anita will post a link to it to just kind of discover. There's a description of how to use them through a sacred journey. Um, you can repeat psalms through on these. You can sometimes you can find things online that you can pray or you know, anything that you want, but it's sort of this loving kindness kind of thing. It's just, it's, I found it very uh, loving practice, communicate with, with God about that, with myself through prayer. And um, it's somewhat repetitive and why not repeat truth these days to ourselves in a creative way? Um, Somebody else that is um, another author who's gotten into this is Kristen Vincent. Vincent. I was just going to say, I'm going to post a Kristen Vincent book because I think she writes about this. Well, yeah, she does. She's written a bead and a prayer, a beginner's guide to Protestant prayer beads. She also sells them. They're like 14 bucks or chaplets for your purse that are like $12. They're like, like a bracelet almost that you could use. Um, so, Oh, Michelle, you have some, Mm -hmm. do you use those? I don't. from my longtime prayer partner Meg, um, oh, and so beautiful, I, they've been sitting here, and now I'm going to give myself that gift, maybe through yes. Advent. So yes. I, I had completely forgotten, but they're like they're sitting out in plain sight. So thank you for nice. that. Nice. Yeah. Oh well, your their your beads are beautiful. Yeah, they're they're beautiful. like garnet colored. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Kristen, uh, Vince, Vincent, all. Also, um, has, uh, you can order kits and make them. Yes. Which yeah. I did, but I haven't done it yet. So, <laughs> so anyway, those are my things on my, um, Christmas oh. list to pass along or ideas from health to books to prayer beads. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. How about, okay. Anita, how about good. you? Yeah. So, yeah. Those are really, really good. And you kind of got me going. I got stuck on things that 
I personally wanted and not like broader oh, things. Sure. Let's hear it. Let's um, hear. <laughs> because I, I, my, you know, I cannot, cannot live. And I think everyone needs a uh, electric tea kettle. I think everyone needs one of, uh -huh. you know, one of the electronic water boiling kettles like our good British friends use. And um, I'm looking around for one. I don't have, haven't found the perfect one yet. I've used mine so much. I've got rust on it now. And Same here. Um, we just replaced. Ours. Did you? Okay. The inside metal was all like deteriorated. Yeah. I my same last one. Oh, you did. Okay. Yeah. I'm not sure. I'm going to look around and decide, but I, that's a, Thing. I think that's a thing. Fun. I can't and wait to hear what you choose. I'll let, yeah, I will let you know. Uh, I'm going to yeah. suggest a book that has been around for a while, kind of like your Joyce Rupp suggestion that I recommend to clients a lot. And I'm happy to recommend it to anyone. It's Vanita Hampton Wright's book. Oh. Uh, it's a devotional. It's called Days of Deepening Friendship. Hmm. I love it. I go back to it with some regularity. The questions that she poses are wonderful to sit with. You can go back to it a year down the road, two years down the road, and you might might answer some of those questions differently because you're a different person when you engage with it again. I think it's a wonderful wonderful book. Um, what Daisy. kind of friendships is it talking about? Is, it's is really talking about, about your friendship with God. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, after you read an entry, she, she gives questions and sometimes exercises practices. Um, but she talks about you going into your room with God. Um, and she's just such a thoughtful writer. She's written a number of wonderful books, fiction and non over the years. This is an, one of her nonfiction books. But I think it's a tremendous uh, devotional resource that I highly recommend. Sometimes you'll get a devotional and you'll think, eh, there's not much to this. There's a lot to Vanitas. And mm -hmm. so I um, highly recommend it. Um, and I that's where I'm going to stop. That's a, a book and the electric tea kettle. There you go. What about Great. you, Michelle? Well... Um, I love all of these ideas. Um, I mine were just broader categories. I I I'm not um a paid endorser for anybody, <laughs> but um, the older I get, the less stuff that I want. I want to be able to be present with people. I want to be able to travel. I want experiences and. I hear from my 30-something kids as well as the parents of our godson that experiences are where it's at. So um, I love being able to listen um, to kind of where people are at and gift them with something. It's been easy with our, mm. our godson because his parents are super involved. He's an only child. And so being able to send them to a children's play or to send a spy adventure kit, um, which I guess was like the greatest present he's ever gotten. Um, those kinds of things. I've done that for my grandkids as well, but their living situation's a little bit different and you really need somebody who will take you to a play or to do um, you know, a spy adventure. So I've had to be able to think about things that um, my grandkids have been able to enjoy over the years that they 
they've been able to kind of lead on when it comes to experiences if we're not there providing them. Um, I also recommend if I could put one thing on my own list, it would be um, a certificate to get some massages or wow. go to a spa. I really feel like you can hardly go wrong with something like that. It's um, some people have a regular practice of getting those massages. I'm in physical therapy right now, so I'm kind of I'm getting um, torture massages. <laughs> yes. <laughs> They're not like super fun, but it's reminded me again that I need to be able to just build some of that into my life. My body really would like to get that kind of care. So um, massages, um, experience gifts, and um, lastly, something which I've done a lot, if I can't do it myself, there are um, services like DoorDash or Omaha Steaks, but a meal delivery for anybody, um, you know, especially if they've got like specific dietary issues and you're mindful of that for them. But being able to just bring something prepared into somebody's life because you thought of it, it's almost like you cook in it. And so yeah. um, I'm a big one for looking for opportunities to bring food to people anyway. I'm just, I'm an Enneagram too, and feeding people is, makes me really happy as well. <laughs> So even if it just means I'm door dashing a meal to somebody um, who lives in another state, I'm I'm happy to be able to do that. And it's a fun gift and a fun surprise. Um, mm. So those two things are what I would add to the list. I love great. your experiences idea. Same. I think that just rounds this whole conversation out so Same. well. Yeah. And um, I yeah, go ahead. Say, Anita, Anita, you got me onto this a spoonful of comfort. Yes. Love. Uh, because someone gave it to you. Yes. Yeah. My, uh, my husband's daughter, Erin, gave it. I think That's I can't remember company. when. I think when I had eye surgery and it was fantastic. And they yeah. are a great company. Yeah. Really. People love that when I send it. Same, yes. Agree. Totally. And just for people that don't know, it's like a a, a comforting soup kit. It's very beautiful. So, oh yeah, yeah it is beautiful packaging. Lots of yeah. different yeah. options. All kinds of options and a cool ladle even to yeah. scoop your your soup out with. Um, you know what I like about this today? Number one, great uh, fun. Um, but really, take these questions with you. You know, when you're going out to coffee with a friend, pull one of these questions out and see what your friend has to say. I think these are great conversation group questions, conversation starters. And almost always, I don't care what kind of question you raise, almost always, it ends up going deeper than what you might expect. And right. I love that. Yeah. Well, love talking with the two of you. Thank you so fun. much for good being to, here. Good to be with you guys. Really appreciate it. Well, and... And as always, I just tell everyone to keep the conversation going. <laughs>